0: What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. 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 Welcome, listener, to the hundredth chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the Mr. Nobody episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky,
1: Julian Fields, and Travis View. This week, we're celebrating our 100th episode. Woo! I could not be more excited. And I think I speak for all of us at QAA when I say thank you for listening and supporting us. We love doing this, and we're definitely going to keep going. Inshallah. Our guest this week is Tim Heidecker. You might know him as one half of the comedy duo Tim and Eric, so we are very excited. He's also the host of the Office Hours Live podcast, and our topic this week is K.W. Miller, a QAnon-promoting congressional hopeful in Florida's 18th district, who has garnered a fair bit of attention recently. Due to his ridiculous appearance and the far-fetched conspiracy theories in his tweets and videos, many thought K.W. was actually a Tim Heidecker character. This culminated in Tim inviting the man onto his show and interviewing him, so, First, we're going to give you some background on K.W. Miller. Then we'll have a chat with Tim. And finally, we've got a wonderful Jake story for dessert. And yes, Tim will be playing K.W. A.K.A.
0: The Boogeyman. Boogeyman. A.K.A. Mr. Mr. Nobody. Nobody.
1: But before all that...
2: QAnon News. There's really only one big story in QAnon world this week, and that's a conspiracy theory world goes wild over accusations that e-commerce website Wayfair is trafficking children.
1: We had a good deal going, boys. It was that easy to order the children. And now it's all busted up. Now it's busted. Back to the dark web with us, I guess. I can't just uh, just hover over an Ikea shelf imagining <laughs> the child it represents.
2: So very recently, the QAnon community noticed something very odd. Uh, certain cabinets for sale on Wayfair.com were being listed for ludicrously high prices, sometimes more than $10,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, further, some of these cabinets had uncommon names such as Samaya, Yaritza, and Annabelle. So naturally, uh, the QAnon community put two and two together and concluded that Wayfair was being used as an open marketplace for trafficked children.
1: Eventually, the algorithm will traffic the children itself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) According to analysis from Marc-Andre Argentino, the conspiracy theory became massively popular on Friday and Saturday, generating 455,000 tweets from 236,000 unique authors who mentioned uh, Wayfair-related hashtags.
1: When I saw it, pop up, I was like, ah, another crazy thing. I see them all day. And this one really just, just surged. It something just about everything. It captured people's imagination. You know, it's
2: funny. Yeah, it's funny. You were complaining just the, just last week. It was like, man, this Pizzagate stuff. They're still going back to the pizza, yeah. the Podesta emails. We need a it's new one. Well, it's here the it Same is. stuff over and over again. Yeah. But I it, think this is it.
1: Actually, yeah. I think that Pizzagate will be a relic of the past for TikTok. Now they'll be like, okay, we've got something new to do. And my God, there's just so much you can do. You all you have to do is just go and cross-reference websites with weird prices and names, and there's a million of those.
0: I'm watching people get pilled in real time. Uh, there's this um, Instagram influencer who's a friend of mine who's who'd be who's, she was a friend of mine from a long time ago who's become an Instagram influencer. She posted QAnon content uh, just last night. Uh, related looks like, to Wayfair, basically. Related to Wayfair. It's since been deleted. My beloved girlfriend. Pilled on it, uh, started <laughs> looking what? at. Way, what started looking at Wayfair, going and, and going. Hey, wait a minute! I mean, the most next expensive thing up is only three thousand oh dollars. There's God. something going on. So you know, this is very pillable. It's very yeah. good, very fast. Works clean, efficiently. It's a good conspiracy. Will recommend. Will recommend. Ten out of ten. Would recommend <laughs> this conspiracy to other loved ones. Yeah.
1: Make sure you mix it with the activator and that the ppm is not too high, but otherwise you'll be fine. Your stomach, sh- you should be fine your stomach lining should be fine
0: nobody seems to ask the question however is how the children will breathe when they're stuffed in a cardboard box with cabinet uh you know leaves as well i mean it it seems like there's some logistics here that really haven't been thought through
1: yeah this is the worst version of the calvin and Hobbes transmogrifier by the way (laughs) it's like you put furniture in a box and it comes out as a child it sucks
2: So the the Wayfair trafficking theory was apparently originally proposed by QAnon follower Amazing Polly last month. Amazing Polly. But uh, it didn't really take off until a Redditor posted this message on the subreddit r Conspiracy on
0: Thursday. Is it possible Wayfair involved in human trafficking with their WFX utility collection? Or are these just extremely overpriced cabinets? Note the names of the cabinets. This makes me sick to my stomach if it's true. Frowny face emoji. So in addition yeah. to Twitter, the conspiracy was also popular on
2: TikTok where it was spread widely, just as the on Peacegate was there a few weeks ago. Here's one TikTok user who claims that since uh, there was a reported missing girl named Samaya and there was a cabinet on Wayfair named Samaya, then that's evidence of human trafficking.
0: For those of you who don't know, there's some information circulating that Wayfair may be involved in human trafficking. You might want to pause the video so you can read all of this information, but basically people have found missing children's names, such as Samaya, who went missing last year, being sold on Wayfair. Look, it's almost 13 grand. A cabinet should not cost 13 grand, but a child might. And Wayfair, in response, has denied all allegations and they have even scrubbed the overpriced products. Are you telling me yeah. that I can get a living child yeah. for thirteen k, about the same as a, a five year old Toyota? Well, I mean, <laughs> come on, I mean, come on. The funny thing is, like,
1: okay, let's let's say that you are building uh, a child smuggling network, right? Right. And you are looking for clients for this incredibly illegal thing right you want to know a lot about your clients yeah you you don't want your client to just be able to cruise to your website and just be like i want it delivered here but you said hiding in plain sight it all makes sense i know but the point is this would like do the opposite of make it a good cons it doesn't it's not even how you conspire also this isn't how
0: it works if you know i mean if we're talking really rich people the kind of rich people that would buy a child okay yeah they're not shopping on fucking Wayfair. It's way exactly. too low end for them. It, it, this is uh, this is for millennials that want to get uh, the West Elm bed uh, for half price. I
1: mean, so but then like if I'm the FBI and I want to bust them, all I have to do is literally click buy. That's it. Yeah. Yep. And then, then I get the child, and then you're under arrest, sir. Yep. One problem
2: with the whole Samaya theory is that uh, she is very much not missing.
1: Yeah, that's an issue. <laughs> it, 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 in fact,
2: uh, the real Samaya even uh, took to Facebook Live to yell at conspiracy theorists who erroneously thought she was being sold on an e-commerce site.
3: I'm not missing. Fuck out of here. Fuck, let me go get a picture of you, bitch, and say you missing, and then put a little motherfucking cabinet next to it
0: and have everybody share that shit let's see how
3: you feel
0: fuck out of here weird as fuck yeah, I, yes, <laughs> yes I love yes. I love 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 normal people uh, yes. who are not like yeah, yeah, yeah. who've never heard of in any the of fucking this fucking mud like we yeah, are 24 7 no. no no if you're a listener you're too far this it, this it,
1: person's pure don't I, engage I, with them Yeah. don't teach them about weird. QAnon
0: I love when people call like the QAnon people weird it, it, yes. it's, cause it's like what the fuck is wrong with in you in their oh. world that's like as far as it goes like these weird ass motherfuckers Fuckers. yeah like,
1: what the fuck is wrong with you moving you. on i like that that's just the school schoolyard bully
0: version of what travis does you know
1: <laughs> just more <laughs> direct fuck, fuck out of here what the fuck cabinet. are you talking
0: about i'll put you next to a <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> next oh samaya we salute yeah, you yeah we're we huge lo- fans we love you we're huge, huge fans, fans.
1: <laughs>
2: Samaya wasn't the only person who took the social media to push back against allegations that they were being shipped in cabinets. Uh, Another girl who was being named also (laughs) pleaded with conspiracy theorists to stop.
3: So a few people wanted me to clear some stuff up, and I will do that for you now. I care because my family is getting contacted, my friends are getting contacted, and it's my name and face. So people are, like, finding my stuff, and... It's kind of creepy. It's also kind of annoying because I have like my family calling me and my friends calling me. Um, I want to get my name and my face like detached from the whole problem along with Samaya because she's fine. We're both fine. That original post is bogus wherever it came from and there's a lot of other issues to be focused on right now.
2: So here is how Wayfair responded to these allegations.
1: There is of course no truth to these claims. Uh, The products in question are industrial-grade cabinets that are accurately priced. Recognizing that the photos and descriptions provided by the supplier did not adequately explain the high price point, we temporarily removed the products from site to rename them and provide a more in-depth description and photos that accurately depict the product to clarify the price point. Boring! TLDR! Boring. Sounds like they're doing child trafficking.
2: You also relate to the fact that like the, these prices are being set by the people who actually sell the items. And yeah, not of course, way, it's a marketplace. Yes, yeah, a marketplace, not Wayfair themselves. And mm-hmm. so you could set it to you know nine hundred ninety nine nine hundred ninety nine thousand know? dollars. Yeah, and
1: people have pointed out that if you're looking for answers on this, the the easiest one is money laundering. Like you sell yeah, you sure. sell stuff for huge amounts through these websites, and yeah, it's like that's, might, that's exactly yeah that's that's a more reasonable explanation. Hawkins like, razor version go- of this conspiracy theory. Yeah.
2: Or uh, what when people talk about secret codes, why do they always have to go to children? Why why yeah. not drugs, you know? It's like the people use coded terms for this too. You're saying stop doing the children, start doing the drugs?
1: <laughs> Usually I'm sure. the one who's I'm saying, saying, I'm saying do the open drugs. Your to <laughs> <explanations> <laughs> open your
2: mind to other explanations.
0: Open your mind to illegalities. Other, yeah, yeah,
1: start selling hair This is a cruel
2: broken world that in which people do lots of shady things. Why limit yourself to just one uh, horrible atrocity. Now, the claim that these were specialized industrial cabinets were bolstered by the product description, which listed them as weighing 1,200 pounds.
0: K.W. Miller.
1: K.W. Miller is a congressional candidate from the 18th District of Florida. A political newcomer he's running as an independent, but is a registered Republican. Despite his tweet stating, quote, KW stands for Keep Winning. It in fact stands for Carl Walter, according to public records we viewed. Carl is 54 years old and claims to hold a Bachelor of Arts in Accounting at the Catholic University of America based in Washington, D.C., which is the swamp, so immediately educated in the swamp, as well as an MBA in finance from the University of North Carolina Keenan Flagler Business School. By his own accounts, he's held a series of VP jobs at some of the wealthiest and most immoral companies in the world, including energy giant Enron of Enron scandal fame economy destroying bank villain JP Morgan Chase and finally PG&E an energy company that recently pled guilty to 84 counts of involuntary manslaughter over its responsibility for California's deadliest and most destructive wildfire but not before getting busted attempting a cover up Kevin is open about making money in foreign countries claiming on his campaign website that he, quote, is considered a pioneer in the global power and natural gas industry, having led to deregulation, market reform, and planning efforts in the United States, Nordic markets, UK, Germany, and Australia. Notice there's no mention of the continent of Africa. This despite KW's statements in the following video. Please note that KW added the music himself.
4: Let's cut the bullshit. I've worked in Africa. I've been in the ghetto. I've been with more poverty-stricken black, uh, human beings, anybody in this country, I could promise you. And I, I did it for years and I still am still very involved in Southern Africa. Okay. I know what ghetto is. I know what shantytown is. And I go in there and I help and I give money and I help them. And these are people that have self-respect and pride. They don't shoot each other. They don't kill each other's babies my
0: God, Carl. Yeah, it's
1: very bad. In the video, he goes on to make the usual racist arguments invoking Chicago as being this kind of crime ridden place. And he talks about black on black crime. You know, nothing interesting, the usual trash. But I was curious, what did Carl Walter Miller mean when he claimed to be, quote, still very involved in Southern Africa? Well, friend of the show, Ali helped with a bunch of research, including digging up an article from December 2016 about Carl Miller on WilmingtonBiz.com. Uh, the title of the article was Wilmington Executive Making Business Safer in Africa. Uh, this is a local North Carolina website, and the opening passage already reeks of Trump-era idiocy.
2: Carl Miller calls Africa the final geopolitical chessboard. And... <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs)
2: And he's helping some of the West's largest companies take some risk out of the moves they make on its challenging terrain. Miller is chairman of NEAH Global Energy Solutions, a Dubai-based holding company incorporated in 2012 to provide integrated risk management services to oil and gas, mining and manufacturing concerns, doing
1: business in sub-Saharan Africa. So this blustering America-first patriot has been representing a Dubai-based company specializing in making clients feel safer as they exploit Africa's natural resources. So just patriotic stuff and definitely sounds like he cares about black people since he's protecting his clients from them as they mine their country. Uh, The article also outs him as a fake Floridian so not only uh, was he in North Carolina before this uh, Florida move, which we will be linking to a potential change in his marital status later. Uh, but before that, he doesn't even come from fucking Florida or North Carolina. Oh. He comes from New Orleans. So he's, he's just a carpetbagger. Listen to this.
2: Miller's no stranger to risk. A former government securities trader for Chase Manhattan Bank, now J.P. Morgan Chase, commodities trader and international energy executive, the New Orleans native was among a growing group of investors in infrastructure who more than a decade ago began viewing Africa as a long-dormant market with huge upside potential.
1: His company also bankrolled conservation in the region, but they did it by creating a spec ops team of locals to fight the poachers.
2: Anti-poaching teams consist of at least 80 rangers trained to use technology such as live thermal feeds from rifle scopes backed by thermal image satellite tracking and helicopters. The head of global business
0: development for GES said via email, We specifically design and deploy technology. Technologies to empower our on-the-ground teams and birds in the sky. He said, calling technology... The cornerstone of our war and a massive differentiator.
1: Oh, yeah, the war. So they're, like, creating, like, a SEAL Team 6 to murder poachers but they want like the Africans to do it so they're training them. So what else do we know about Carl pre-campaign? Well, public records show that he's got uh, some speeding tickets over the years, but they aren't his only brush with the legal system as our boy KW seems both bellicose and litigious. His uh, wife also left him pretty recently, at some point before April 2019, as far as I can tell, when Mrs. Miller started posting pictures to Facebook with no Carl in sight. I choose to believe it was related to the series of lawsuits started in 2008 by his ex-company alleging Carl committed fraud, breach of contract, and, quote, other malicious misconduct. Although the company he helped found, MMC Energy Incorporated, alleged that Miller should be removed due to, quote, numerous deficiencies as chief executive officer, they decided to avoid litigation by asking him to resign instead and offering him a $1.1 million severance package plus 18 months worth of COBRA, which is just a scary acronym referring to the change in U.S. law requiring employees to extend temporary group health insurance to departing employees. So, Basically, a nice golden parachute is what we call this, over a million dollars and a year and a half of health insurance. What do you think uh, Carl did? Well, MMC claims that Carl agreed to the severance package and then within days of receiving the lump sum that he had stipulated, started an energy industry media blitz to disparage the company through newsletters accusing it of mismanagement. He also allegedly hatched a failed plot for outside investors to take over MMC, replacing the board and reinstating Carl as CEO. Uh, Either way, it's not like they were coasting on success. The company had gone public in 2006 and saw their valuation decrease from about $32 a share to a paltry $1.45 a share by 2007. So, I mean, it was like a pump and dump, uh, probably. And then they all kind of bailed. Nonetheless, Carl countersued. Here's WilmingtonBiz.com again uh, in their article detailing what happened. The lawsuit was filed by the company's
2: founder and former CEO Carl W. Miller against multiple execs for conspiring to take hold of the company's assets. It largely focuses on a dispute about Carl Miller's health insurance after he was let go from the company in 2007. Miller had a ruptured colon and related complications, according to the lawsuit. The lawsuit claims the company's gangster tactics
1: include, quote, repeated acts of extortion. Both suits ended anticlimactically. They were settled out of court. MMC Energy Inc. was dissolved in 2009 and its assets liquidated. But this was hardly the end of KW's legal troubles. There were also the two civil cases in North Carolina circa 2012, details of which we were unable to access. And last year he was sued by the co-founder of a company called Dental Care Leasing, who alleged that KW left the business and then infringed on trademark by helping start a second, very similar dentist organization. <laughs> so let's see. What do you think, boys? Describe these logos and tell me. Do you think they resemble each other? So the original logo is it looks like a clock face.
2: It's kind of stylized. It's red and white lines. We have like a minute arm. It says ASAP,
0: urgent dental care. And the the hole in the P of ASAP is a tooth. Uh, now let's scroll over to the other yes. one and let's see. <laughs>
2: oh, also a I- identical <laughs> clock face. Also a hand, Different times pointing to a different time. But it's called Express yeah. Urgent Dental Care. This is clearly a ripoff of yeah. the logo.
0: It's the exact same logo except so, yeah, with the, a different name.
1: The dentist was pissed and so
0: she, uh, she sued
1: him. But uh, he had moved on to another dentist place that he was already... <laughs>
0: that's why they call me mr nobody i disappear from dental organization (laughs) (laughs) you can't find me can't can't find me i've started a a similar company i moved to florida to start a company
1: with one letter difference in the name (laughs) Although it looks like Carl is going to settle out of court on the dentist thing, uh, the suit does remain ongoing,
0: uh, with Carl recently stating in a letter to the other side, Mr. Miller is available to meet in Raleigh, North Carolina, on a mutually agreeable day of the week of September 14th to 18th. Mr. Miller will have to fly into Raleigh from Florida. Wilmington, North Carolina, is not an option. Carl. W. Miller. So a powerful man, and he knows what
1: cities of North Carolina he will not visit. Yeah, to to there beneath him.
2: <laughs> Disgusting fucking Wilmington.
1: All of this chicanery brings us to the essential question here. How did a freshly divorced corporate colonialist with a medically compromised asshole become a caricature of a conspiracy theorist running for Congress in Florida? Now, to figure this out, we must go back to the very beginning of K.W. Miller's Congress-specific social media handles. His very first Facebook video dates back to January 4th. It's just footage of a child, presumably a relative, shooting an assault rifle at a range. No context, no caption, no dialogue. In the second video he posts from his congressional account, also bare of context, the now slightly reluctant child audibly mumbles, quote, I almost can't get it up as he holds a visibly heavy shotgun. After the instructor asks the child if he'd like to see him shoot the gun first, K.W. is heard saying, quote, No, he can do it, Jack. Come on, raise it up. The child raises the shotgun to the lowest possible target and fires, his shoulder popping back with the recoil. So... I would qualify that as a spectacular launch on social media for a, a yeah, political campaign. Demanding children to fire guns against <laughs> just, their will. <laughs> just no context forcing a child to shoot various guns. Incredible stuff. So this horror show is followed by a long series of videos where you can see KW really adopt the dash cam boomer and home office tyrant genres. But not before he posts a few vids that are just silent slideshows of stills. These include diagrams of George Soros controlling various global power brokers and sweaty, dimly-lit pics of KW taken at gala-style events. In them, he mugs for the camera with some of America's worst state-level politicians, including Governor Scott Walker of Wisconsin and Chris Christie of New Jersey. Very strong Fall of uh, Rome vibes in, like, all those photos, by the way. Uh, Now, I, I came across some reporting online claiming that K.W.'s tone, quote, shifted when he posted a Soros diagram to Twitter on March 6, 2020. But that exact image was already contained in his January 5th Facebook slideshow. So he's been publicly pilled for at least six months by my count. Notoriety, however, did not come to K.W. through Facebook. It was on Twitter that his outrageous speculative conspiracy theorizing gained traction in April, May and June of 2020. He has now accrued a motley following of rubberneckers and true believers on Twitter, nearing 25,000 people. In July of 2020, Carl broke out of the Twitter sphere and received mainstream attention for a series of tweets developing an outrageous
0: conspiracy theory about Beyonce. Beyonce is not even African American. (laughs) She is faking this for exposure. (laughs) Her real name is Anne Marie Lestrassi, she's Italian. This is all part of the Soros deep state agenda for the Black Lives Matter movement. Beyonce, you are on notice. The next tweet said, Y'all do know that Beyonce's song formation was a secret coded message to the globalists, I certainly hope. The song clearly admitted that she was demonic and that she worshipped in the Satanist churches located in Alabama and Louisiana. She keeps Satanist symbols in her bag.
1: And one more.
0: In the Satanist Formation song, Beyonce shouts out a Black Bill Gates in the making. Consequently, in 2020, we see Black Lives Matter terrorizing the country at the same time as Bill Gates pushes a COVID vaccination. She was getting the ladies in formation four years ago. Why? (laughs) So, yeah. Very confused stuff. It didn't
1: take long before K.W. Miller pivoted from Beyoncé to focus on Patti LaBelle, who's a 76-year-old singer known as the godmother of soul. Here he is finishing a Beyoncé rant before switching targets
0: mid-thread. Looking more into Beyoncé's coded globalist messages, who is Becky with the good hair, (laughs) who she encourages people to call while apologizing? Oh. A Soros operative? Interesting. All goes through London. And he's posted a screen cap of a woman called Becky
1: Hogg, who I guess works for the Open Society Foundation, as if that's some sort of proof. Why
2: is uh, Beyonce assembling all of the single ladies?
1: Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? What are those single
0: ladies going to do? Are they going to burn down my home in the suburbs? <laughs> and here he is pivoting. Patty LaBelle is another Illuminati globalist puppet. 1991, quote, I'm under your spell. I don't want to break free. You can make a slave out of me. I (laughs) worship you and nobody else. I pledge my love to you forever. Who is she professing this to? Moloch? Lucifer? Who?
1: And he just accompanies this by pictures of Patti LaBelle, who's been widely recognized again as the godmother of soul. And so she's been seen with many different politicians who've honored her through the years. In fact, she's in multiple halls of fame and she's, you know, Grammy stuff like there's, you know, she's very visible. Uh, He then repeatedly tweeted about Patti just going in on her. And suddenly he involved her eponymous pie
0: company. What does deep state operative Patti LaBelle know about the secret plan to reinstall Barack Obama as president of the United <laughs> States? Watch this video and be sure to share it worldwide. Retweet. What does she know? Seems like more than an innocent slip of the tongue. Is there adrenochrome in Patty LaBelle's pies? What does Walmart know? You know Walmart's China. Most of KW's posting are
1: like this. They're just shrill nonsense. And his targets have included K-pop fans, Ariana Grande, Oprah, AOC. He definitely focuses on women of color. Uh, and broadly what he calls globalists, liberals, rhinos, which, which is Republicans in name only, big time socialists, the deep state, and of course, the Illuminati. KW has also made a string of pro-QAnon statements, including, quote, If you support hashtag QAnon, you should follow me. Quote, more arrests will be made, where we go and we go all QAnon. And finally, where are my digital soldiers? Are you ready to win this fight? QAnon, great awakening. He later clarified by claiming that, quote, people are asking me if I follow QAnon. I don't follow QAnon. QAnon follows me. So just a big baby. But it seems clear that K.W. Miller uh, has a social media team, and we think it's probably a younger person, more versed in far-right racist trolling and image board conspiracy theories. And maybe they're even telling
0: Grandpa about the metrics. Here's K.W. Miller on July 11th. My media team tells me that we have literally blown up Twitter with over 25 million views. But Twitter has censored our conservative platform. Too bad for Twitter. They could be making millions of dollars in advertising of of me. But they let politics get in the way of hashtag truth.
2: This is like... It's furious. We blow it up. We've got so many views also simultaneously being censored. (laughs) What the like the entire contradiction
1: in just a single sentence. Beautiful stuff. So let's be clear. K.W. Miller is not going to win the general election in his district against Republican incumbent Brian Mast, for whom the FEC lists total receipts of nearly three million dollars in the 2019 to 2020 period alone. Do you know how I know that? Because K.W. Miller hasn't filed any receipts at all. The only FEC record in the campaign's name is an April 22nd statement of organization for the K.W. Miller Congressional Committee filed by a man named Keith Bissett, apparently its official treasurer and custodian of records. The committee itself is based out of Jensen Beach, Florida, which is 95.8% white, by the way, uh, which is where I assume K.W. lives on the fucking beach. Keith is listed in the FEC filing as living in Stewart, Florida. Between them, a 12-minute car drive, over a single bridge. So I think we can fairly assume they're beach buddies. But who is Keith Bissett? Well, his Twitter AVI is a photo of him at a gun range, rocking a scoped assault rifle. And there's a photo of the Constitution in the
0: background. And finally, the bio reads, student, fact checker, reason advocate, critic of government, podcaster, writer, musician, punk videographer. Ooh, so how punk is Keith? Well, here
1: is a clip that he posted to his YouTube channel of himself addressing the Martin County Board of Commissioners in a July 7th special meeting.
3: I'd like you to discuss a concept before you vote on mask orders. Business owners don't want to kill their customers. The citizens don't want to die. Americans determine reasonable precautions for themselves. Blanket orders from authority never make the right decision for everybody in every situation. That's why the Soviet Union failed. In the end, the mask enforcement on businesses and the public will be up to the police and sheriffs. I ask that they act act as peace officers protecting liberty, not as enforcement thugs following orders. You can make a recommendation if you want, but don't issue an order that claims that you believe that the public is too stupid to figure out what to do for themselves. Orders from government always have a gun behind them. Why don't you bring the gun to my maskless face and make me put a mask on? With the order, you're the one behind the gun in the end. Even if it's a fine, what if you don't pay the fine?
1: I descended further down the rabbit hole, finding Keith's failed podcast, Liberty Solutions. Uh, By the way, heads up, Keith, your link is broken on your Twitter profile to your podcast. Um, But here's how the pod description ends.
2: Trigger warning. Facts and logic are used here. Feelings are not accepted as arguments. May not be appropriate for prisoners of their own drama.
1: So just, just swinging in the right, wind, just right, pissed, just, just, all right, just furious yeah, before furious. we even
2: get listened to a single word of his <laughs> That's podcast. A
1: description, spitting mad. Hilariously, Keith interviewed K.W. Miller back in June under his Liberty Solutions brand, and the whole thing is staged to look like a proper independent media interview. Uh, except of course they're fucking awful at it, and because America's a parody, the segment is filmed in what they've dubbed the "quote Liberty Trailer," uh, which is just a windowless hell box parked in the middle of a Florida gun show. Right. And I mean that very literally.
2: That's the, that's really the symbol of freedom, a closed, hot yeah. box full of flags yeah. and guns.
1: Apologies for the awful background noise. It sounds like the boys are running a generator and air conditioning simultaneously, I believe to avoid being cooked alive <laughs> in the box. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: Keith here with Liberty Solutions.
3: We're in the constitutional trailer with K.W. Miller. Uh, he's running for Congress in Florida District 18. So, K.W., tell us what you're running on.
4: Hey Keith. Well, first of all, it's an honor and a privilege to be in the Constitutional Trailer. I have to tell you, uh, uh, hopefully you can maybe get a picture for the viewers at the end of this video. But uh, you know, I'm looking at the uh, a, a rendition of the, uh, the the full American Constitution, um, and uh, and some uh, very nice memorabilia here, as well as uh, some Second Amendment uh, uh, memorabilia. Showing guns. Uh, great to be here at the Stewart Gun Show to see all of the Americans uh, exercising their constitutional rights to come out and assemble. Their first uh first assembly rights. First assembly rights and uh and also peacefully assemble, okay. As well as uh as well as to uh really just get, get some fresh air on a hot summer day and uh, enjoy the uh enjoy the show.
1: Just getting some fresh air in my box with my boy. <laughs> Travis, attempt to explain what you just saw. <laughs> Like, yeah,
2: I was like, "What really killed it?" Because that was that they cut to exterior shots of the trailer, so you heard them talking inside this closed box, which is like smaller than a prison cell. Honestly, it's very strange.
0: I just, oh, I, have this, I just have this vision of these two little piggies just cooking, yeah. cooking under the guns of the yeah. Constitution. So if, if you saw that little stumble at the beginning
1: where, where Keith kind of corrects him, he's like, yeah, you know, like he, on a specific right that he wants him to talk about. That's kind of the whole thing. He's trying to coach him through it like it's uh, very, very uh, painful to watch. So this paints a slightly clearer picture of how the operation got started. These two buddies hanging out with some beers and they're like, we should run, man. We should run you, because no one likes me or my podcast. But you should run. But why did they do it? Well, here's a June 10th blog post by Keith Bissett that clarifies why they might want to unseat Brian Mass, the Republican incumbent in Florida's 18th district, who once again is going to win. Please note that
0: Keith wrote the caption himself. So, so the picture is the same same one as his Twitter. He's got sungla- sunglasses, Wayfarer sunglasses. Uh, a mic four in his arms, uh, you know, a hat. <laughs> yeah, curved, microphone four. Just <laughs> a microphone four, <laughs> curved just perfectly. He's 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 yeah. he's he's, he's, he's using proper. He's using proper grip. Although I I actually do think that he's using improper um uh trigger finger etiquette. Uh, it looks like his finger is over the trigger while he's looking backwards at the camera, smiling.
1: Uh, actually,
0: yeah,
2: very dangerous.
1: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> in the... In, that in his own fucking photo. You're a... Gu- oh, fuck, man. These idiots.
0: Uh, and the caption that he's written for himself is author Keith Bissett wondering if Congressman Brian Mast wants to use his office power to take this one.
1: So basically he fantasizing that Brian Mast, the Republican incumbent, is going to take away the guns of Floridians. Now potentially this is some sort of like debate about bump stocks. I'm not going to get it. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I just think it's funny and it kind of shows why they might want to, you know, kind of pose pose an obstacle to him. So that's a grudge. But like from a libertarian grudge, how did we get to, like, full conspiracy nonsense and and this video in which KW introduces his unintentionally hilarious alter ego, Mr. Nobody? Now, I know we've played this clip uh, in last week's QAnon News segment, but I think it's really important in light of this episode's focus. The video is very blurry and entirely shot in dash cam style and sort of... I guess photobombed by, a, like, a giant PowerPoint-like text and these animations, including a Street Fighter KO title and an explosion that goes off directly over K.W.'s face in the middle of it. You'll hear those when they come, and we also did not modify the music.
4: Let me uh, let me make sure everybody's uh, resting easy. You know, all of you have been sending me messages saying, you know, look, K.W., we know you lead the uh, silent majority, we got it, we're behind you, aren't you afraid of the boogeyman? Okay, uh, how do I say this? My code name is Mr. Nobody for 30 years. Let's put it this way. If Mr. Nobody shows up at your doorstep, you got a problem. I am the boogeyman. And I'm coming after the leftists, the liberals, the rhinos and the globalists, the rhino traders. And I'll be putting out the notices to everybody shortly. Everybody's been asking. Um, People like me don't get involved unless we mean business. Time to clean up, folks. Time to clean up and take this country back. And I want everybody to uh, mobilize with me. You can't sit back anymore. If I'm leading, you need to follow. And you need to join me and join the movement.
1: Okay. So I guess it's worth debating, like, is there a third younger person involved or does Keith make the videos? And then the the second question is, like, are all those crazy, very hyper specific conspiracy theories written by KW himself? He no. seemed almost confused by some of it in the interview with Tim.
2: Yeah. In the interview with Tim, he uh, seemed to be. Totally um, un- unaware of like even like who Patty LaBelle is or what she does. It was yeah. very confused by all that, where, whereas like the the Twitter version of, of K.W. Miller was all in on Patty LaBelle talking about her constantly. So that's a one of many big flags to tell you that he is not actually the person driving this Twitter account.
1: So potentially there's three of them, two boys in the constitutional trailer box and uh, potentially like a smaller cage inside that for like a child uh, that does the Possibly. So Tim, as we mentioned, did interview KW on his show for a a good period of time, uh, about 15 or 20 minutes. And it was pretty wild, very confrontational. We'll be talking to Tim about that. Interview with Tim Heidegger. Tim, thank you for joining us for our 100th episode.
5: Wow, that's a big show for you guys, so thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, we were really excited when it uh, completely by chance lined up. And that kind of fits uh, with K.W. Miller, because for some reason, you know, we kind of talked about you coming on, and then this entire thing went down with this beautiful man
5: that's right we've been in touch for like a month or so i think i was just or at least three weeks maybe before kw so uh yeah this lined up beautifully
1: i want to ask you about the interview you did with him because it's amazing but before we jump into that i wanted to know like you've been tweeting about QAnon even before kw i know that you've like tweeted about other conspiracy theories like pizzagate so my question i guess is when did you first start paying attention to that that's a good i mean
5: probably whenever you guys did i mean i'm I did a song. Do you know the song I did called "Q"? Um. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly how it cu- came into my. Conscious, I guess if we track when I put that song out, it would probably be around then because I tend to like read about something or hear about something and kind of react to it pretty quickly. It's kind of a fun rabbit hole to go down. I probably read something by like Will Sommer, whoever, like who's ever been sort of following this from the beginning. Somebody like Dave Weigel is always kind of early adopters or early, you know, journalists who are following this stuff on on the grassroots level, I guess. But Vic, I'm sure Vic and I were sharing stuff with each other, you know.
1: We don't have to get into it, but there was like a period where Pizzagate kind of got uh, entangled in Vic's life as well, and so like you, yeah. you kind of have been making comedy about, but also kind of suffering, or at least like yeah, people around you have been suffering from from some of these conspiracy theories. So like, how does that mix up? Like, and, and is it hard to kind of approach the topic?
5: It's well, I guess it's frustrating in the sense that like I know what I'm doing. In my life, and I know pretty well what somebody like Vic is doing. I know the kind of people we are, and then I find these videos online that are talking about us being these like creepy sexual predators of you know the child sex ring stuff, and it's just like baffling and and funny it on some level, but also just very frustrating because I want to. There's part of me that wants to like reach out to a lot of them and be like. Why don't you like come over and spend the weekend with me me and my family? You know what I mean? Like you are getting this you are so off base It's unbelievable and it's kind of so you're sad
1: you're inviting all QAnon followers just no, <laughs> to come over not and, not, and not, have
5: No, but I a a good example is like <laughs> just yesterday somebody DM would me and he and I looked at out. He was like he's not a Q guy, but he was like dude, please tell me you have nothing to do with some of this pedo shit uh... and I looked at his thing and I was like, oh, this guy doesn't seem like he's gone fully down the rabbit hole yet, but he's online and he's kind of engaged with some things. He's you could see him kind of getting mm-hmm. a little right whatever it is, red pilled or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a good point for me to jump in and be like, dude, absolutely not. That's horrific. That's the most vile thing you could talk you could say about somebody. And that's why they're doing it. Because I am very politically outspoken. It's a tactic, you know, and and he wrote back like, "Oh, good, thanks." And I'm, tr- I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not. I was just curious, you know. I just want to make sure because I like your stuff. So there is, I think, there still is something. Maybe there are people that can be reached or can be kind of reasoned with before they get completely just. You know i've completely drank the kool-aid so
1: yeah i mean like for example there are people who can't tell epstein from a literal tim and eric sketch uh in fact some of the huh? stupid conspiracy theories were surrounding uh the, the the clown child uh skit
0: yeah child clowns <laughs> Hi, i'm steve hannahan and thank you for your steve hannahan child clown rental you love my clown you care for my clowns like you care for your children please
4: pay attention to the following video it'll help you get the most out of your child clowns
3: When your child clowns arrive, they may not want to come out of their carrier. If shyness occurs, gently tap on the clown box
1: so they were they were they they got absolutely furious at this clearly like this comedy sketch you know and so for them there's no difference between reading the news about like Epstein and that so i mean does that make it are you are those is that like an unreachable zone and and can you make comedy about it i mean it it almost it's hard
5: yeah i mean i can't i don't know like the 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 child clown thing's been around for a few years and now there was a recent one there's this woman, I don't know if you've covered, I'll give you guys a tip on this woman. I don't know how what much she's in your sphere yet or maybe you'll know her. Nat, Natalie Denise. Do you know Natalie
1: Denise? Mm, I don't know. No. Travis, does that ring a bell? Natalie Denise? Nat, Natalie
5: Denise. She's not huge, but she's one of these that's like maybe she'll be of interest to you. I don't I don't know how much <laughs> it's like this balance like and we could talk about this with KW is how much attention you give these people versus is it worth worth kind of like calling them out, or is it worth ignoring them? I don't really know. Right. But she she's this YouTuber with thirty six thousand subscribers. The video she did about uh, Adult Swim and and Pedo Pedo Gate or whatever has like a hundred thousand views, and Whoa. so she does a, she does about it's about it's about an hour long video where she go and and what's interesting about her is she looks like a Kardashian, like she. Mm looks like she could be doing beauty tips or Hollywood gossip or something. She's fully like branded as this, like, like a, like a celebrity or not a celebrity, but you know, like a personality influencer, influencer, totally. And I feel like that she, I don't know if she might believe it, she might not, but it feels like she's found a scheme. Like she's found like a pyramid scheme or something that she can exploit mm. and try to make into a, a business or something but she goes on and on about the child clowns. And again, it's that thing we're like God, <laughs> it could have been in the fucking room when me and Eric and like three other dumb guys, not dumb, guys, you know, just like a couple of mid twenties alt comedy fans sat around and we're talking about child clowns. It's just like the last, it's like uh-huh. so removed from any kind of conspiracy theory, or any kind of nefarious, it's just stupidity, mm-hmm. just silliness just stuff to make each other laugh, you know, and, and what, you know, we did that sketch and that turned into another sketch. And then we no. brought Will Ferrell in to do it. And it's just full, like this is tw- fifth, 10 years ago or whatever, 11, 12 years ago. And so there was none of this, there's no talk about Q or pizza gate or anything It was, it was so innocuous. And so, you know, we meant it to be creepy and weird and uncomfortable, of course, but that's the kind of shit we did, you know? So it, but it wasn't, it's just like, and then the, and then we talk about pizza. And if, because we talked about pizza, we make jokes about pizza. It's
1: just like, yeah. Oh,
5: how did this, you know? Yeah. It's just stupid. It's just insane. But you know, she's talking about, and it's weird how it mixes between them. They're not going to like the, the humor, like no matter what's of going course on, not, they're no. still, they're going to be confused or, or sickened or turned off by the jokes. But then it mixes in with their own critical reaction to the comedy where it's like, how could anyone find this funny? Well, that's mm. not really the point. I mean, yeah, that's really not. what You seem to be upset about. Like, yeah. what are you saying?
1: Are you and saying so- I'm not? Are you saying I'm a hack comedian, or are you saying I'm a pedophile? Fucking pick one.
5: Yeah, like breaking a law, like, and so you know, I get upset about it, and I talk to the network, I've talked to the, my lawyer and stuff, and you know, the the sad thing is, there's just not that much you can do because they're fairly clever about how they talk about all this stuff. So it's not like they're coming out and saying that I am a pedophile. Um, although some people have and they're, but they're not, you know, I can't, what are you going to do is like a whack-a-mole thing. And it's like, but it, it does, it does trickle into just the way because people's attentions are so small and, and, and reactive that you do have people who don't pay attention to this stuff very closely here, like just an ancillary association with with that with us and it had be it shapes their perception um so you'll have like somebody vic found some girl who was like tweeted something like boy i said i mentioned i liked Tim and eric on some message board and about a hundred people said that they were pedophiles and it's like well what What? like yeah and it's just like (laughs) no link of course yeah no link (laughs) to the thread it's like yeah yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh so it does you know it hasn't really affected my life in a real in a real way you know it's not like right you know i'm not i don't know but because i'm also like very combative online about you know (laughs) you know telling telling roger stone that he should hang himself (laughs) 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 Uh, like i'm gonna put i'm putting myself out there and of course like what how, how much can i really complain if they're gonna come after me i guess it's sort of like which it's par for the course or whatever. So
0: yeah, it's like I don't th- I don't think you have to worry about any QAnon follower you know costing you a job or anything. Well, unless they get elected to Congress, which is yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean I don't know. I hear that the QAnon uh, lobby is taking over Adult Swim soon. So yeah,
5: no, they don't seem to care. Or in what you know, which is a good thing and a bad thing, I guess. It would be nice if they kind of like were a little more proactive about stomping some of this some of this out. But maybe course, their right. strategy is like just ignore, ignore, ignore. It's not real. It's we don't you know. We know it's not what you guys are about, yeah. so what, what, whatever. But Spe- Speaking yeah. of
1: uh, of ignore, 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 K.W. Miller is the exact kind yeah. of guy who's going to be yelling until you pay attention. And so how did you yeah. find out, like, what was your first contact with this guy and how did you come to book him on the show? <laughs> I think a couple,
5: like, July 1st, like, for, for, like last week or whatever, before July 4th, somebody on Twitter, uh, you know, said, check out this guy, and it was a video of him, classic video, like – maybe you guys talked about it already, but him in the car yes. and there's like explosions mm-hmm. going like really cheap homemade explosions going off and had this like pro wrestling kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone's like, is this you, you know, is this something? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, I followed, I, ch- I followed him and started paying attention and then was sending it to my producer, Matt on office hours and Vic and Doug and, being like, we should get this guy on the show. He's, we, we've, I don't think we've really gotten anybody like that, but we've talked about getting somebody, most people, I mean, we've reached out to all these nuts, like, you know, uh, Terrence, what's his name? Terrence K. Williams or whatever, the mm-hmm. oh, African American yeah. comedian mm-hmm. that loves Trump and Benny Johnson. All these, mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'd love to have these people call like into the show <laughs> just, <laughs> just to like scrap it up with them a little bit. But most like we're, our show's kind of, too small to for them to maybe bother. But but he's just, I was like, oh, he doesn't have very many followers. He's running for Congress. Mm-hmm. I could probably trick him into coming on the show <laughs> or not even trick. <laughs> but at least like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> we'll just throw it out there and see. And mm-hmm. and he, he 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 took the bait. I mean, he wrote to us. It was it was funny because he was like uh, I was he was like, yes, what number should I call? I'm like, well, we use Zoom and he was like, you expect me to use that Chinese company to call into this show? <laughs> like, oh, wow. <laughs> but, I, you know, we were like, is this guy for real? Like, you know, and like how? And even if he is for real, like how much of this is just like kind of online bluster and online, you know, you know, he's just playing it up a little bit. So I don't know. I still don't really know how much of it is real and, yeah. and whatnot. But I mean, you guys did some good research, I guess. So then we had him on, and you know, I wasn't intending it for it to be like a a a uh, like a Joe rogan style free exchange of ideas. Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I may disagree with you, but I respect your point of view I kind know. of thing.
1: Well, actually, he said that he loved you. I mean, is there any? yeah, like multiple can he, times. <laughs> can he earn your love in return? I mean, is he going to be unrequited or?
5: I don't know what that's just like a thing you say when yeah. you're like about to go to war with somebody. Like, hey, I brother, you. I love you, but you know you're wrong on this. Like, yeah. or if he's a fan of fucking I doubt bridesmaids it bridesmaids or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I like I said, I, we said like we're not we're not having him on to be like, let's take this seriously. Your point of view. Your point of view is is like this is not something to be taken seriously. Like. Mm-hmm. Anytime I say Q, I'd be sure to call it, you know, this Q nonsense Mm -hmm. that you're involved in. You know, it's like, we're not taking it seriously. You're a clown. Mm -hmm. You're a joke. I am going to have you on and I'm going to tell you to stop harassing Patti LaBelle and, you know, and call you a disgrace. And
1: that's right. And it's like,
5: that's (laughs) that. And, and, and have puppets interview you and ask Mm -hmm. you, you know, why uh, Trump and and Epstein are such close friends Mm -hmm. and just treat it like. You know, I mean, obviously, the when Howard Stern used to have on, like, the KKK guy, that was sort of the – I think that was kind of the – their philosophy behind that was, like, have these people on but treat them as clowns, you know, because they are – they shouldn't be treated – you know, he shouldn't be on – Mm-hmm. cnn or whatever as like the opposing view it, yeah. it's like you are a sideshow you are a carnival act
1: yeah i mean that's better than what cnn did with richard spencer when they literally had him on to like express his point of view uh so the exactly break up, yeah and then they love to I say mean, like oh how dare like bernie go on rogan or something it's like you you literally had a white <laughs> nationalist just kind of as a talking fucking head in a square right and you know we're not we're not a news program it's
5: different we're trying to do something entertaining and um, so, I don't follow, I don't need to follow any kind of like journalistic standards or anything when I talk to mm-hmm. these people. But, you know, I'd like to try to swindle and steam as many of them on the show <laughs> as I can <laughs> where it's still funny and entertaining. Now, there's people that are, have a kind of knee jerk reaction of fans of mine saying, How, don't give these people any air, t- don't give them any platform. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a little, uh, to me, that feels just like a little, yeah, that's the first reaction is, but if you listen to the interview, I think I tried to just treat him like a clown the whole time, yeah. and dunk on him or whatever but best well, I can.
1: yeah, I mean, the water yeah. is rising though, so it's like you can't just ignore it forever. I mean, the, you know yeah. the argument no. of like not covering these people when there's multiple uh, congressional candidates at this point, I, yeah, I, think, I think it's, it's in the water. I
0: think it's important that these people are exposed as buffoons. i I think that that's uh. You know, they put themselves out there. I mean, if you you want to go out on Twitter and say Beyonce's Italian, you know, you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. bound to get some some kind of pushback.
5: And so, so since I've had this kind of history of doing the kind of Andy Kaufman-y style, mm-hmm. like not really clear about what is real and what is not real, and whether I'm in character or not in character, I was like, oh, this is a new. A new way of doing it is to take someone that is real and insist that he's not. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so since, since the interview, people go, this guy can't be real. I go, he's not. He's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. We made him up. I'm sorry. It's a big joke. <laughs> and, and so now it's like some of my audience is, is mm-hmm. confused. Not That's not necessarily always great. But I feel like KW is now spending half his time Explain to people that he's real, which is like <laughs> <laughs> a
0: candidate
5: is, is is in the is needs to be in the position to do that. That's not a good place mm-hmm. to be as a political candidate. Yeah, It's like no, no, no. I'm 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 not a joke. I'm real. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. so much the the, the Q argument is that it's real. We can clog him up and waste his time, mm-hmm. slow him down. I mean, like you guys said, he's not going to win, but you know, it's just like, dude, you're not in the conversation. Uh, you 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 got you guys can't be taken seriously in any way it's just got to be laughing at you and and treating it as like a carnival act.
1: Yeah. If you wanna grab for power, you'll have that. And then uh, the the it's the tarring first, and then the feathering is gonna be us going through your FEC filings and finding your recent divorce, your shitty gun <laughs> friend from the beach in like your yeah. tiny Florida like rich white uh, town. The constitutional <laughs> yeah, trailer, the hot constitutional box. <laughs> hot box that you fucking you yeah. and your friend huff your own like ball fumes in.
5: Great stuff. But I've seen, you know, and there's people I know that are like, they're like, this is scary stuff, but these people could be dangerous. And I guess that's true, but mm-hmm. it seems like the majority, large majority of the followers are like my, not, not literally my aunt, but they're like, they're like aunts and like they're older, mm-hmm. yeah. de- depressing people that are on Facebook all day long. They're not like a force to be reckoned with, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe they're going to storm my house.
1: They've written worse stories than storming your house and calling it the bestie <laughs> So in the end, like, how do you feel like the interview went at the end? You kind of were like, you're jokingly saying, hey, well, we should get him back on. Hey, apologize to him. Hey, make sure he feels OK. You know, kind of like joking about right. him being in the green room crying afterwards. But but I'm wondering, like, yeah, what like would you have KW back on or are you interested? We could try to book you some other ones. Uh. Yeah, well, just feed me the other
5: like I want to get that Sherry Landon on who is doing that. Sure. Was that her
1: name? Something Landon.
5: Uh, from from Oklahoma, yes. Who is uh, that one? That video that was like, oh, mm-hmm. did you guys make this video? Yeah, um, that's
1: outsider art. That her stuff is incredible.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it went okay. I mean, I was like, I'm, I always get really angry and and start yelling at them <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just like, And I also like, I'm not super. In, I'm not super smart about like I don't have a bunch. I'm not sitting here with like a bunch of stats and a bunch of like facts. I'm not gonna like dunk on this guy I just talk about my own personal experience my family's you know I talked about my grandfather being like a union guy who you couldn't have the life he had because of the way that the right wing in general has just kind of decimated like the middle class in the past 40 years yeah. so like I just talk about it like from that angle and but I'm not gonna like dispute I can't get into like his crazy theories and try to di- try to like debunk them
1: no, and there was, there was a kind of heartbreaking moment, actually, in their interview where you started talking about education, and then you kicked to Vic, and Vic was explaining uh, you know, that his wife like works in the educational system, and then it got like thrown back, and he's like, oh, is it in California? And he's like, oh, okay, and just dismisses it. Then you make a joke about, oh, it's much better in like, Alabama, I'm sure, and he doesn't <laughs> even catch that. He just, he just thinks you, you, yeah. have, you just got owned. So there's this weird <laughs> gliding. You're gliding past each other. The consciousness can't yeah. even find friction there
5: also the fact that like you look in, like you guys looked into this guy and he's coming from a place of a classic globalist. Yeah. So it's like either you're renouncing your life's work mm-hmm. or your li- like the way you've, you know, um, it's just crazy. So whatever. I mean, I, I also don't want to waste my whole show or your show um, on people like this. You know, I don't want to like yeah. uh, make it just the show that just focuses on this. But, you know, I think as the election gets closer, I also think it's strategically interesting or important to like connect the, that KW Miller and Donald Trump are not that far apart. And that like, as we're talking about the right in this country, whatever that means, whatever that political spectrum means anymore is like KW Miller, Landon, Mitch McConnell, you know, they're all the same. Mm -hmm. They're all like like the more you connect those two, those things together, it's like that is what the Republican Party is now. It's these kind of people in it. And, and I hope that makes whatever you'd consider sort of reasonable Republicans like my parents or, uh, you know, just people that want to that have like a ver- fairly normal perspective on the world feel uncomfortable to be associated with people like K.W. Miller because they're so out there.
1: Yeah. You know? Now it's a, it's politically expedient to embrace uh, conspiracy theories. And we were trying to figure out whether there's a third person writing some of these more like in your face, like rapid fire conspiracies that he doesn't even seem to know exist. Like on your show, he's kind of confused by the Patty LaBelle thing. I mean, what do yeah. you think? Do you think he even knows half this shit is going out? That's a good question. I mean, how do you keep track
5: of? And uh, one thing I said to him is just you guys must live if you believe it, you just must live in total fear and total like paranoia because it becomes like well is this if this is your view of the world um then it just nothing like the fact that all the universities are corrupt all the the education system is is you know infiltrated by a globalist elite that want to brainwash our children like it's that kind of wacky um john birch society stuff from you know the 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 50s that I would think would be like really mentally damaging to people that are living in that. So either you're either you're like absorbing that all day long and these people have to be online all day long and sort of interpreting it and, and getting feedback at, or you're totally craven and totally exploiting it. Like Trump wearing a mask yesterday must You look at some of the comments there. Those people, their heads are spinning because they're like, well, wait a minute. Like, sir, with all due respect, there is no you're sending the wrong message. Like they, you know, it just must be a constant maelstrom of confusion and paranoia. And, um, you know, you hear all these people who are, my family doesn't talk to me anymore. And, you know, so for those people, I feel bad because I don't, I think they're, they're just getting swept up in, in sort of the Facebook addiction, social media addiction, you know, and that's the route. That's like the, the the direction they went. But I would think somebody like KW Miller or anybody that's reasonably educated and been successful and are trying to get political office here. There's got to be an element of, you know, snake, snake, snake oil salesmanship going on here where they're, they they're seeing a, an angle. Yeah. And Trump's probably doing that too, right? I mean, their campaign's got to be like playing to that just a little bit and, and not, you know, winking at them and giving them this enough oxygen to not, to keep them with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, K.W. Miller specialized in selling insurance for people who wanted to go and exploit Africa, uh, sub-Saharan <laughs> Africa specifically. So what he did was literally uh, uh, basically get paid for other people to be scared. Uh, and right. So that's what he used to do, you know, and he, he paints it as this noble thing. But the truth is, all it does is like basically reimburse the family of the guy who gets like killed uh you know what i mean like it's mostly just right. insurance for like the results of what you've been over there doing and the inevitable like violence and, and and spillover and like you said on your show he's probably involved with all these shitty like corporate mercenary outfits um the guy has no no values uh he's got plenty of money unless he fucked it all up in his divorce and and all of his like fucking you know courts shit uh so it's like that's that's why this, yeah. you're, you're right. This guy is going to disappear one day. But I mean, we're going to have another 20 years of melted Florida brains attempting to run for Congress under QAnon.
0: That's that's why I wonder right. if like his whole like Mr. Nobody shtick is just like a rich guy who was like who hired like a private security detail at some point was like kind of around yeah. guys with weapons and basically was like, I'm the boss. I'm Mr. Of nobody. Course. Like, I, I wonder yeah. if like his shitty spy persona like comes from just like uh, shitty interventionalist shit that he was doing no, with no, corporations. No, no. Mr.
1: Nobody's definitely like the 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 country club uh, uh, nickname he got for like always snorting all the coke or something. You know what I mean?
5: But he wouldn't. I mean, if he has a brain and sort of a, a sense of uh, like uh, you know uh, political strategy in him, he would not have come on my show. Like the the fact no. that he came on my show <laughs> yeah. is a massive stupid mistake because. Now he's just being inundated with my assholes and the idiots that follow me. <laughs> <laughs> junior, you know, junior comics who are trying to get my attention are all <laughs> goofing on him, you know. And and I don't even have a big of an audience. So what's the uh. f- like, it's one thing if you go on, you know, uh, Howard Stern or something, but he's he got zero supporters from doing my
1: show yeah that was a bit of a misstep I think that it doesn't like attention is always positive doesn't really work when you're dealing with like alt comedy or people who are willing to like research your FEC shit you know what I mean like he kind of thought he was probably on I mean that's he's like "I, I love you Tim I love the fact that you have half a million followers and I think this will increase my count by exactly 4k this week or something you know what I mean
5: I'd love that strategy session with him and him and uh, Keith Bissett. Is it Keith Bissett? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love the theory that they're they're beach buddies, or they just sit at the bar and like, you know, what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna help. You. you know, like that's just like they're bored. That's all. They're just bored.
1: Yeah. No. No. Yeah. We live in a in a cursed prison, and the <laughs> and the people holding the keys are, are demented boomers, and they're gonna torment us until they they are forced to leave, basically. Um, exactly. Well, people should definitely check out your podcast. I I love it personally. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, and obviously we love Vic. We had him on. Uh, mm-hmm. DJ Doug Pound is is amazing as well. I actually uh, knew him from before your podcast as well. Great, great guy, great oh. comedian. Um, so people yeah, should. Yeah, uh, fun. Uh, it's it's it is like chaos. It's pure chaos. The way you open them, he's <laughs> like loud shit. music. You're just screaming yeah. about something. You're you're singing songs. The morning.
5: I mean, it's like a morning show. Like that's we do it in the morning, and we. We like to pretend that we're in like a, you know, we're like, we grew up with like morning zoo stuff, but, but then it like it's evolved and it's settled into this kind of fun freewheeling lots of interesting guests. And we're very, you know, politically active. So we've been talking to, talking to interesting advocates and, you know, uh, but also funny people and music and, you know, a wide range of interests. So it's just been fun to also connect with my audience and talk to them and, provide whatever like advice I have or perspective I have and um, I've just been having a great time doing this thing that's live and loose and not precious and not and cheap
1: to make. <laughs> of course. well uh, before we say goodbye I mean we are gonna be recording this story so we'll say goodbye now but you may be back but it would be under a different name maybe even no name maybe even a Mr. nobody okay. So people can f- follow you online at Tim Heidecker, that's H-E-I-D-E-C-K-E-R, and yeah, once again, we're huge fans of, it's, it's an honor to have you on, to be honest, yeah, we're huge fans man. of Tim and Eric, et cetera. all yeah. the Thank writing you that you've done along My, the years. Uh, I have all to, your characters are incredible
0: I promised my brother I would tell you this but he, he had his, uh, my nephew a couple, couple months ago and he was born like two months premature and while he was in the NICU he was sending all of, uh, all of the boys in like the group text these videos of him with his kid being like you are my son <laughs> so like, that's how deep we are into the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Tim yeah. Heinecker catalog so thank you man for everything that you've done you've inspired us big time
5: thanks guys keep up the good work you are my son You're better than anyone. You're just like a shiny new toy. You are my boy.
0: The Miller Identity. And what can I get for you? The young barista smiled sweetly. K.W. Miller squinted his eyes, looking at the large pictures of various caffeinated beverages on the sleek black menu.
5: One venti Reese's Peanut Butter Blast Off.
0: The barista was a young woman with a turquoise streak in her hair, She pressed a couple buttons on the register in front of her before reaching down and grabbing a cup and a sharpie marker. Your name? KW licked his lips and wriggled his toes a little. You can call
5: me Mr. Nobody.
0: The girl looked confused, put off even. Perhaps she hadn't heard him correctly. Carl's confidence began to slide. The barista quickly scribbled on the cup and shoved it down the line. KW was sweating now. A sweet ghostly tune drifted through the rafters. Can you hear that song? Who sings that song? The barista smiled at K.W. and chuckled, pointing to a display case filled with Patti LaBelle CDs. Why, it's Patti LaBelle. Don't you just love her? Carl glanced down at the small display case. A smiling woman's face was plastered on the cover of every CD, but there was something wrong with it. Her features in the photo were sagging before Carl's eyes. He panicked. Carl stumbled backwards away from the counter, his palms clammy and his face ghostly pale. His small, poor, seen eyes darted around the Starbucks. The other patrons were closing in on him, their faces blistering and peeling like a hot dog on a grill. Chester Peabody, the barista called out, <laughs> placing a garbage can filled with whipped cream and peanut butter sauce on the to go counter. KW lurched towards the counter with his straw already in his mouth. <laughs> But before he could even reach the sweet, syrupy nectar, the coffee shop Marxist thugs swarmed the gloopy frozen drink, sinking their straws into the sludge and slurping it up like they themselves had paid for it. Agent Miller ceased awake, clutching his chest. It was only another nightmare. He hadn't had polluted dreams like this since Ghana after that speedboat chase involving the Greek king. He stumbled out of his bed and immediately located his keys, wallet, and phone thanks to his Tile app a clever Christmas gift from one of his clients. (laughs) Miller opened his closet. An endless selection of Easter-colored button-downs, polos, and New Balance sneakers were at his disposal. He pressed a button on a nearby Nespresso machine. Best coffee in the world, he said to himself as the golden liquid hissed into his mug. K.W. stepped out onto a large balcony overlooking the vast sprawl of lights and palm trees. The city beneath him glistened, and he was its master, watching over it with a judicial eye, waiting for some globalist to make a mistake. In fact, Agent Miller was so enamored with Jensen Beach's beauty, he almost didn't hear the thud of rappelling ropes hitting the roof of his penthouse. Almost. Without warning, a man in full SWAT gear came careening down from the sky. A fully-kitted Mike Ford slung over his (laughs) shoulder. Agent Miller reacted quickly, diving out of the way as the operative smashed through the sliding balcony door. Miller sprang to his feet, completely unharmed. He casually strolled over to where the man was laying in a heap of chipped plaster and broken glass. Now you see me, now you don't. Mr. Nobody eats your bones. He grabbed the man's legs and dragged him across the carpet through the shards of glass, propping him up against the plush leather couch. Who sent you? (laughs) Who sent you? sent you. Crash! A dozen other operatives burst into the penthouse, all carrying silent submachine guns. All KW could see was the red glare from their laser sights, trained on his unusually muscular body. Typical. The handful of police officers stood around, looking a little confused. Just relax, sir. He clicked a button on his radio. We're on the premises with a suspect right now, possible 5150. Officer Fields scanned the Florida retirement bungalow. Looked like some punk kid had moved in with his rich dad and trashed the place. (laughs) Leftover pizza boxes, torn kiss posters and collectibles, and waste bins overflowing with balled up tissue paper. You better not touch any of my lotions. Carl yelled as two officers approached him and gently pulled his hands behind his back. Carl, we've got a warrant for your arrest, one of them said. What's the charge? Ghana was a Chinese op. Uh, Says here you have 11 unpaid speeding tickets, brother, and 11 failures to appear. Martin County issued a warrant. He began to read Carl his rights, whose face seemed to weigh heavy with regret. "'Hey, Chief, you better come take a look at this!' one of the officers called from down the hallway. Field worked his way cautiously through the cramped house and towards the master bedroom, where the other officer was waiting for him. Piles of wicker furniture and vintage toys and games had been shoved to the edges of the room to make space for a small table and two generic map illustrations hung opposite each other on the wall. In the center of the table stood a small laptop. "'What is it, sir?' Field shook his head. I don't know, Jimmy. Some kind of YouTube guy? Ten.
5: Nine. Eight. Seven.
0: The operatives looked confused. <laughs> one of the men near the laptop spun the screen around, revealing a digital clock that clicked from two to one. Yahtzee. Kaboom! <laughs> a fireball absorbed two of the assailants while managing to leave the tasteful wall decorations untouched. Out of the corner of his eye, Miller noticed a pair of enemy agents raising their weapons at him, ready to fire. He had to think quickly. As their muscles began to erupt, Miller grabbed a windsurfing board and- and sail from nearby closet using it as a shield while the agents were marveling at the expensive make and model as well as the fact that the board seemed barely used <laughs> miller slipped through the front door dashing into the street a black van pulled up silently the side panel slid open and a pair of men wearing ski masks pulled miller inside
5: thanks for the pickup alvarez it's getting hot in there don't worry nothing mr nobody couldn't handle he flashed an
0: accomplished grin what what'd you say man the officer driving the paddy wagon looked over his shoulder. Carl was slumped in the back seat. His pants looked soaked. He was mumbling something about how Lil Zan and Bill Nye were officially on notice and was demanding they stop at an Arby's drive through The van glided to a halt in a concrete loading dock in the back of a nondescript government building. Miller exited the van and approached a sleek silver terminal. He unbuckled his belt and unsheathed a large, live-looking penis, placing it in the terminal's receptacle. With a satisfying... <laughs> With a satisfying thunk, his member was sucked into unseen depths, and a robotic female voice echoed from the terminal.
5: Eleven and three-quarter inches, welcome Special Agent K.W. Miller.
0: A pair of graphite doors (laughs) slid open, revealing a high-tech lift. Miller traced his hand over the grip of the Glock 9 tucked in his waistband. He tickled and teased the trigger with his index finger. The lift shot downwards, traversing miles of underground tunnels towards the Q-team's headquarters. The jail guard looked at him stone-faced. He laid out Carl Miller's possessions on a table and began logging them into a worn notebook. Half a pack of caffeinated gum, spearmint. One pair of sunglasses, Oakley brand. Three Starbucks napkins, soiled. (laughs) Carl watched as the booking officer loaded his things into a little plastic baggie and took them away. Another officer approached and led him gently by the arm into a nearby interrogation room, where he was handcuffed to a chair and left there. A small styrofoam cup filled with water sat in front of him. Eventually, another officer, with a neatly trimmed goatee and golden mop of hair, wearing a button-down shirt, entered and sat opposite Carl at the table. He looked tired, downtrodden, perhaps even hopeless. He pulled out a notepad and a pen. So,
2: Carl... You want to tell me what happened today?
5: I want to see your clearance. Somebody get me this dipshit's clearance.
2: (laughs) No one needs to see my clearance, Carl. This is Jensen Beach Police Department, and I'm one of the detectives who works here. Is that okay with you? You're
5: making a big mistake, pal. You know who I work for?
0: Officer View sighed. No, Carl. Who do you work for? Carl leaned forward in his seat, pointing a thick, sweaty finger at Officer View. I'm the thin red line. Officer View looked slightly confused. The... Terrence Malik film? Carl shook his head, disgusted. He rolled his eyes and leaned into Officer View. Look,
5: I do business, okay? I have hundreds of businesses all over the world. And When you do as much business as I do, you're bound to ruffle the feathers of the big time socialists who just want to stick their straw right into your peanut butter blast up. You feel me?
0: Officer View shifted through a stack of printouts tucked into his notepad. I see here you've had three UCC filings
2: against you. Is that correct?
5: Hey, hey, that's private information.
2: Uh, let's see. Numerous
0: speeding tickets on the 65.
5: High speed chases. All right. I was I was driving for my fucking life, dummy.
0: <laughs> Officer View closed his notebook, placed it down on the table and exhaled deeply like a frustrated father. <sighs> We're going to go ahead and charge you for the
2: 11th failure to appears. I'm also going to ask that you be placed on a medical hold. We'll have some of our people downtown to check you out, get you sorted. You take care, Mr. Miller.
0: Carl squirmed in his seat.
5: Hey, come on, man. Don't do old KW like that. This gets out, it'll ruin my election chances in the fall. Come on, man. I, I needed that campaign money to pay for the speeding tickets. Don't you get it? I, I was almost there. Come on, man. I really need a win today, brother. I'm being sued by Beyonce. Oh, hey, that's that lawyer. I can see see a lawyer
0: over there. That's my lawyer. (laughs) Officer View glanced to where Carl was pointing. A man in a rumpled suit was sitting in one of the holding cells, (laughs) waving at them enthusiastically. But it was no use. His supervisor got up and slammed the large interrogation room door. Agent Miller flicked off the agent standing behind the two-way mirror. Another medical eval. What a load of crap. But when you were as crazy out of control as K.W. was, you got used to these sort of things. Miller wasn't worried. He knew he'd be back on the 65 turnpike in no time, doing 90 with the top down. Eyes and hands focused completely on Twitter, putting every single member of BTS on notice. Thanks for listening to the 100th episode of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. If you don't already, go to patreon.com slash Anonymous and subscribe for five bucks a month to get a whole second episode every single week, plus access to our entire archive of premium episodes. There are over 80 of them currently. When you subscribe, you help us stay advertising-free and editorially independent. We usually
2: stream twice a week at twitch.tv slash QAnon Anonymous. It's always a lot of fun.
1: For everything else, we have QAnonAnonymous.com, where you'll find merch, a link to our scored and access to the lost episodes among other things
0: listener until next week may the deep dish bless you and keep you
3: it's not a conspiracy it's fact
0: and now today's auto cue
4: Fat cats making dubious decisions. Washington needs adult supervision.
3: Abe Lincoln, where are you?
4: God save the red, white and blue. Taxes are squandered in a secret service car. Where's Ronald Reagan?
3: Where's FDR?
4: Well... I'm so sick of politics. A con man and the bag of tricks. Fat cats making dubious decisions. Washington needs adult supervision. <laughs> Woo! Good job. All right. Ski Debbie get- Miller, we're going live here. Just give us a minute, see if we can't get a signal. See sometimes every every time I go live, it's a thunderstorm and a lightning storm and you know, I guess the world is rumbling when I'm talking, I don't know. Give Red a few minutes to join us here. Okay. K pop. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, I just had some some Goya beans.